Hello everyone, this is Rico, and this is Trex in Sci-Fi, show number 59 for uh, Wednesday, June the 21st, 2006. Happy summer for the people in the Northern Hemisphere. It's going to be a pretty brief show this week, just got a few things I want to talk about, especially about an upcoming movie, and here we go. Trex in Sci-Fi... like to welcome everyone to the show. This is, of course, is Rico, and this uh, Wednesday edition show is, is usually a little looser and a little more open than the uh, the weekend show, and for uh, the main thing I'm going to talk about this week is uh, some things in anticipation of Superman Returns coming out in one week, one week from today. Uh, it'll be out on June 28th. I believe, actually, you can even see it uh, June 27th in the evening late, like 10 o'clock, midnight, those kind of shows. But I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this movie. I've said it a couple times on the podcast in the past, but I'm a, I'm a real big Superman fan. Of course, the Christopher Reeve movies were our classics and really enjoyed those films and have watched them many, many times over the years. But I'm trying to, um, you know, really uh, hoping and, and thinking that this next film, the Superman Returns movie by Brian Singer, coming out next week is is hopefully going to really reinvigorate Superman and the franchise. I, I think uh, they've treated uh, treated it well from what I've seen and heard, and I think they uh, they might just pull it off. So my, my fingers are really crossed for them, and I will definitely be there on opening, uh, opening day. Now before I get into uh, talking just a little bit more about that, I have some audio too that I'm going to play about Superman. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some... Uh, email and actually some uh, regular mail that I got. It's now time for some email on Treks in Sci-Fi. First uh, thing I want to send a big thank you out to uh, Nathaniel Canner. Uh, Nathaniel was very kind enough to make me a copy and send me a, uh, a disc, a CD, a music CD of an album that is called Inside Star Trek. This album was put out back in the 1970s, and it's primarily uh, an interview album. It's primarily, uh, you know, back in the days before the Internet and MP3s everywhere and all that, uh, and before CDs, they, These are uh, this was a record album called Inside Star Trek. And basically what it was was Gene Roddenberry, you know, the creator of Star Trek, he took um, and sat down basically with several people involved with Star Trek, uh, mainly uh, William Shatner... Uh, a few others, uh, a famous science fiction author, Isaac Asimov, and, and, and several others, and, and talk to them about Star Trek science fiction for, I guess it, 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 the whole thing lasts about an hour, maybe a little less. Uh, it, it's really in- interesting stuff, and I, I plan on using it in an upcoming podcast, not, uh, not tonight. Uh, I want to treat it, uh, a little bit where I've got a little bit more time to talk about it, and I'll probably play some excerpts from this, but, um, I really wanted to thank uh, Nathaniel for sending me a copy of this. It actually was packaged in the 20th anniversary edition of the soundtrack from the first Star Trek The Motion Picture movie, which came out in 19... You know, that movie came out in 1979, 
So that would have the that would have put the 20th anniversary of that out in like 1999. So this uh, they they packaged in this inside Star Trek CD with that set, and uh, it's it's still you can find it. I don't know if you can find it uh, new anymore. You might have to find it used. But if you look for uh, the 20th anniversary edition of the motion picture soundtrack, you'll get inside of that a CD for Inside Star Trek, and it's definitely worth seeking out if you're a Star Trek fan and want to hear some. Some older interviews with Gene Roddenberry and some of the original cast. It's it's good stuff, and I really really thank uh, Nate for sending me this. Actually, I think I had the album, the original album, when it came out. It, it's probably stuffed away in a closet somewhere now. I I haven't seen it in in ages, but uh, having it on CD like this is really nice. So thanks a lot, Nate. Got a uh, I got another email here uh, from my friend Alejandro Perez. He, uh, he's just catching up on some podcasts. He's got a few comments. He says he just listened to show 54 and he's only about four shows behind. Um, here's, here's what Alejandro said. Uh, he's, um, said show number 50 was one of the best shows. I greatly enjoyed the enhanced version. I can only imagine how much longer that took. Very few podcasts use the multiple track feature along with the pictures. Very well done. Uh, he says he'd forgotten how much he enjoyed the Voyage Home movie and he really enjoyed, you know, hearing about it again. Uh, what else does Alejandro say? He's Your show on Farscape was excellent. I enjoyed your analysis of the characters. Farscape was such a different show. I loved how you pointed out one of the key things in that show and how everything just seems to go wrong for the crew. Yeah, that's definitely true. He also goes on to say, Your review of The Empire Strikes Back was great. I was surprised by some of the scenes you elected not to play, but hey, what can you do? Time is limited. Yeah, that that's really true. I mean, each week I try to pull out... What I feel are, are some important uh, audio uh, points and clips from TV shows, movies, whatever I'm talking about for the week. But, and I've said this a few times also, it, it it really becomes difficult to to limit myself to certain things. I mean, these are usually things and scenes that that I feel are important and get the point of the show or the movie, uh, you know, across to some to some degree. But of course, everyone's going to have a little different taste, a little different take on it. And not everyone would pick the same audio, but you know those are those are the scenes that I I usually um, I try to I spend some time I definitely spend an, you know some time trying to f- decide what audio to pick out. And let's see, he goes uh, he says a little bit about X Men uh, about the last little scene in the new X Men movie. He said that really helped a lot for him. Oh, he also the last thing he's saying on his email he's he's talking about uh, he says one last thing I think it's time Rico that you bring all of us back to one of the best movies of all time. I'm surprised you've not mentioned it once on your podcast, E.T., how about it? I have not seen the movie in ages myself and would love to hear your discussion about it. Yeah, that, that's that's a good idea, and I, I would definitely, I'll try to, well, i even just talk about it a little bit right now. Um, E.T. was, uh, I found it, you know, it was a great movie, very enjoyable. I, I was a little disappointed a few years back where Steven Spielberg decided to go in and play a little George Lucas number on the movie, and and edit some of the scenes down and change uh, some stuff just to a to a slight degree at least I guess maybe not nearly as much as Lucas has done with Star Wars but uh, um, but E.T. yeah definitely a, a heartbreaker kind of a movie uh, a classic or, or a true classic you know one of the things that I have to say is you know a lot of the movie and TV shows that I mention on on the podcast over the over the past you know almost sixty shows now are generally a lot of, you know, except for maybe some of the main Star Trek movies and Star Wars movies, I, I'm trying to pull out some things people don't know as much about, and I feel, I guess I felt E.T. was something, well, everyone knows about E.T., so it, it's kind of like you're, 
you know, it doesn't really need a lot of attention, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So maybe that's why I haven't hit upon it. But I, uh, I definitely, definitely enjoy the movie. I have a, the DVD, and it's uh, it's a great film. One of, uh, I think, one of Steel- Steven Spielberg's definitely one of his best best movies. Uh, I really like the movies he did in that era. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Jaws, uh, E.T. You know, I think uh, his de- his movies recently have have definitely gone a lot more. Uh, kind of political and 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 things. He he definitely has some things he wants to get out uh, and messages in his movies, rather than just sort of a, a a fun romp or popcorn kind of movie. I would call it. And I I think it's although he did do War of the Worlds last year with Tom Cruise, and I think that was kind of a throwback to those. Although I I while I like that movie, I thought it was just a little overboard, a little too much. I think for uh for what they were trying to do. I mean, I think they. The effects kind of overwhelmed that movie a bit. I mean, it was crazy to see on the big screen. It was just spectacular. But, you know, sometimes they lose a little of the heart in the story, I think, when they do that. But anyway, thanks uh, thanks much for your, uh, your email again, Alejandro. And I think uh, I think that's just about going to do it on the couple of emails I wanted to talk about uh, before we get to the main thing. Now, um, what I'm going to play for you here is this is about... I think it's about eight minutes long, approximately, some audio. What this is is a preview for a special that's going to air uh, in about a week on TV called Look uh, Look Up in the Sky, uh, the Story of Superman. There are, um, If you search uh, on tvguy.com or any other TV listing site right now and you just type in the word Superman, there are about three or so different specials that are going to be coming on in the next week or two celebrating the uh, new movie coming out. There's one called Back in Blue, the Superman Returns movie special, which is going to be on MTV, uh, I believe. Let's see what I'm looking at the listing here now. It's going to be on the 23rd, which is coming this Friday. Like It it depends on where you're at, of course. So look at your local listings. But that's going to be on MTV. There's also something called Superman Returns Inside the Journey coming on. And there's uh let's see the other one of course is the one I'm going to mainly talk about here which is look up in the sky the amazing story of superman so check your local uh tv listings to see what are those specials are showing on in your area what times and stations and all that but this uh the one I'm uh I'm going to play this audio from was uh part of Brian Singer's journals that are on iTunes he he made these video journals while he was making the Superman movie, which are still available, and you can you can do that. Uh, you get those from iTunes. They're uh, under Superman Returns. Brian's journals is what they're called, and there's about almost thirty of them, approximately. And they just released this one. It's about it's only about seven minutes. I'm seeing six and a half minutes, and this is a sort of a trailer of uh, his. Um, you know what went into both his inspiration for the Superman movie to some degree, and what has gone on with Superman. In mainly in film and TV over the last like 50 years approximately. It's real brief. Of course, this is just a, a small tidbit of what's going to be on the special that's going to be on soon on television next week, at least here in the States. But I, I really enjoy the, what the hit he has to say in this. He, he sounds like he's a, he's a big Superman fan, Brian Singer, which helps, I think, to make a good movie in this uh, genre. And well, let me just play the audio for you and then I'll come back and talk about it a little bit at the end.
sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. 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 You wanted to see me? been a lot of cynical heroes and a lot of angst-ridden heroes. With Superman, you get sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. He's a noble character and he's idealistic. He's powerful and he knows it. Superman has had a very diverse history. He has been used as propaganda material. He's been in good movies. He's been in bad movies. He's been in good television. He's been in bad television. But through all of that, the character of Superman has always suited the times. I first became aware of Superman watching the George Reeves television series when I was a kid. I loved it. He could knock over a wall. Or pick up a car, do these different things. So you can imagine yourself doing these things. George Reeves would run up and bounce out the window. I would try to mimic that. I mean, who, who didn't? Superman! Am I glad to see you? Holy Superman, you could have come in through the door. Well, this seemed a little more spectacular. George made the entrances he did because he fell once on wires in one of the very first shows. They were flying him in like Peter Pan, and the wire broke, and he fell. He said, that's it. He said, Peter Pan flies. My Superman doesn't fly on wires. I hate to be a demanding woman, darling, but could you get me some Edelweiss? You know what it is? Of course. It's a little flower that grows in Switzerland. I shan't be gone long. Give me? Good evening, Miss Lane. Uh, hi. The first Richard Donner film spoke to me a lot because uh, Christopher Reeve brought that character to life. I believe the man could fly. Easy, miss. I've got you. you. You've got me. Who's got you? Flying certainly wasn't romantic to do it because you're hanging 50 feet up from a soundstage in an extremely uncomfortable leather harness that's cutting into your armpits and your everything else. Filming that sequence was just anything but romantic. Well, I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. Chris was on this earth for um, a lot of reasons. He wasn't here just to be an actor. He was Superman. Lois, what are you doing? Being a reporter, you should try it sometime. Lois and Clark, how do you show Superman doing all these incredible things? Uh, on a TV budget in the 90s. You, you make it a little more domestic and you make it charming. Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher had enormous charm. For me, it was a fantastic experience to step into that role to start my career. But there are a lot of battles to fight along the way. And Lois found out that Superman and Clark Kent were the same person. They fell in love. They got married. I love you, Clark. I love you, Lois. People thought, great. Ratings were great and high, and then they said, well, now what do we do? I wanted us to push it to the next level and let them have children and just get crazy and explore new territory. What's happening, Jonathan? Smallville tells a very specific story. It's the story of young Clark Kent growing up on the farm. Smallville. Superman doesn't exist. It's the whole idea of the show is how does he, how is he going to live in the world? What is he going to be? Will he have to keep this secret forever? Your real parents weren't exactly from around here. Where are they from? 
Clark, you've been gone a long time. But not even you can stop the world from spinning. With Superman Returns, I wanted to respect the fact that Richard Donner's film is a classic. So I would then tell a return story. He's been gone, and then he comes back, and the world's moved on, and he has to sort of reclaim his place in the world. Clark has been doing a little soul-searching for the last couple years. Must be tough coming back. Superman has to feel, look, and sound as though he's stepped out of our collective consciousness of who that character is. And Brandon Routh, for me, embodied all the aspects of that character. He's Clark Kent on the farm. Clark Kent in the newsroom, the bumbling Clark. See him at the Munchkin. Well, it's great to finally meet you. I've heard so much. And then finally, Kal-El, the last son of Krypton, you know, with all the majesty and honesty and virtue that you expect from Superman. Brandon has those qualities rather inherently. Well, there are a lot of different feelings that I had wearing the suit. Um, some days I enjoyed it. Some days I really wanted to be back in a three-piece suit and be Clark. Hey, can I ask you something? Have you ever been in love? Sounds cheesy, I know. The struggle with Superman is he wants to have that semblance of real life and of having Lois Lane, of having a family, all those things. Even though you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them. They can be a great people, Kal-El, they wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. Superman is the ultimate immigrant. He represents how you can come from a completely alien world, be raised in a bucolic environment by good people with American ideals, and then put them to good use. I do think that Superman is seen by other countries in the world as quintessentially American. Take him away. Superman is universal. There is a country in the world you can't go to that they don't know Superman. I think most people do believe in that kind of integrity and virtue. They want to see goodness. People have a deep need to believe that it exists out there. Well, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to that audio. It's like I said, you can find that on iTunes, Brian's uh, journals for the Superman Returns movie. It was uh, it was real interesting to hear, and, and I've I've watched all that Superman stuff. I mean, I was uh, growing up, uh, saw watched reruns of the George Reeve shows, uh, which um, which were really um, you know, of course, they're kind of cheesy looking now, but. He, he was, uh, there was a lot of controversy surrounding him and his death, of course, and, and some people know about that, but I, I always thought he, he did a good job as Superman. And then, of course, you have the Christopher Reeve films in, in the 70s or early 80s, and then you have Lois and Clark, and then in the, I believe, late 80s, early 90s, mostly the 90s, it was on the air with Terry Hatcher and Dean Cain as, as Lois and Clark. And I, I really enjoyed that show. I thought they did a great job with it. And now we're to the era of Smallville, which has been on for several years now, which is, I think they do a great job on that show also. I, I really enjoy it. I, I like the aspects of, of Clark at that time. I think it's interesting to see where he where he came from. And they, they've changed Superman's uh, background a little bit on the show, but I, I think they've done a, a really good job with trying to... Uh, tie things together uh, as you know Clark grew up on the Smallville uh, you know on the Kent farm and got all of his powers and started to learn what to do with them and, and keep himself uh, you know keep it all a secret of course all the time 
and Tom Welling and all the other actors, especially uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who do, who plays Lex Luthor on Smallville, I think does an excellent job. And now we get to the point of where Superman Returns is going to be out next Wednesday. And, uh, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of people these days that are, that are, you know, maybe slightly jaded, you know, they're, they're a little bit like, uh, another Superman movie, you know, they're just trying to make a bunch of money and it'll never be like Christopher Reeves films. And I'll, it, you know, it doesn't have to be just try to take it. Uh, you know, what I'm going to try to do is try to take it on its own. I mean, if you, if you look at it this way, I mean, if you, you know, think of a great piece of art, like, you know, the Mona Lisa or, you know, a piece of sculpture like David or, or what, you know, whatever it is, have, you know, you can't compare one to, to another one. You know, you don't compare somebody who does a painting, you know, 500 years ago to something nowadays. I don't, I don't know if I'm really making sense, but I guess what I'm just trying to say is go to the movie, enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, try not to play too much of the comparison game saying like, you know, Brandon Routh was not Christopher Reeve. Well, he isn't Christopher Reeve. And I think he's going to put his own touch on the characters of, of Clark and, and Kal-El, of course, you know, and I really like the part in the uh, audio there on the clip where, where, um, Brian Singer is talking about how he plays all these different multiple roles and, and personalities of Superman in, in a different way. And he understands there's the difference between, you know, Clark when he's the bumbling kind of reporter character. And then there's the more relaxed Clark out on the Kent farm. And then, of course, when he's playing uh, Superman, Kal-El, the last son of Krypton, and that that's they're they're all slightly different, and it's it's an interesting thing, and I think it's going to be good. I re- I really do. I I really think it's going to be a fun, good movie, and I think it's going to be something that everyone can go see. Kids, you know, it, it's hard to find a good movie like that anymore, except for maybe some of the animated stuff that comes out. But uh, and that's really about all I wanted to say this uh, this Wednesday for everyone. Uh, I hope I haven't rambled on too much about my my Superman uh, obsession, not really an obsession, but that's, of course, Star Trek is the obsession that I have, right? But uh, anyway, I um, I think I'm just going to get out of here. I want everyone to enjoy the rest of the week, I hope, and uh, go, uh, you know, buy some pre-order, pre-order some tickets for Superman next week. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll definitely be there opening day with, with whoever I can drag along with me, hopefully uh, a few people. And I'll, I'll, of course, fill you in on what I think about it. And that's about it. This weekend, of course, I'm going to be, for show number 60, I'm going to be covering Star Wars Return of the Jedi. So if anyone would like to send in any audio or comments about that film or anything else, send them to treksf at gmail.com. Or you can always call the voicemail, 206-88-TREX. That's about it, folks. Have a great rest of the week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! 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 You wanted to see me? 